Welcome to Behind the Smoke Barbecue War Stories. My name is Sean Walchef with Cali Comfort Barbecue. We are recording above the butcher shop in Spring Valley. Um, we're missing my man Derek Marceau from Valley Farm Market. He is um, attending a funeral today for Beto. Uh, Beto was uh, almost like a grandfather to him. Uh, somebody very special. I met him a couple times at some of their parties. Um, he had two purple hearts, kind of raised Derek. So um, shout out to Derek, who's out there with the family event. He lived an incredible life, Beto. And um, we're back here today, a weekly podcast every single Friday. We come out with a new episode, publish it on YouTube and all the podcast platforms. For those of you that have been listening, we appreciate it. If you're new to Behind the Smoke, um, our job is to go behind the scenes and teach you some of the shit that they don't talk about in business school. Mm -hmm. um, as entrepreneurs, as business people, we've learned a lot in our journey. And um, one of the coolest things for us about this podcast is every week we get to learn more from uh, the people that we bring on, the heroes and hero, uh, heroines who are out there just doing really cool shit um, in San Diego and elsewhere. Uh, today is very cool because Al Colosi, you got we it right. met, um, we actually went, Derek, myself, and Chris Roberts, our attorney, we went about two months ago. We were looking for a place um, when we were working on the La Jolla project somewhere close to uh, La Jolla on our way back to Spring Valley. And we checked out Yelp and uh, heard a lot about this cheesesteak spot. And we went and fuck, it was absolutely incredible. You blew us away with your hospitality. Um, you were running the shop by yourself. The the bread was incredible. The cheesesteak was incredible. Um, and like I said, your hospitality was incredible as well. So welcome to Behind the Smoke. Well, thanks for having me. Um, very small world, too. It we is. We got the email. And it is a very small world. And we started communicating, and you happen to be in. We got a mutual friend or friends. We do have mutual friends. Uh, yeah. Brad Bohensky, who's actually been on the podcast, yep. uh, he runs Yelp Elite. Uh, San Diego. Um, Corey reached out to him to see if there was anybody, any good guests he thought um, could be on. And he sent us um, a couple, uh, Chad Klein, uh, who we just had on and then uh, sent you our way. And you, I hear you play tennis with uh, our friend, Larry Calder. Yep. Larry, uh, New York guy. Uh, we, I play every Thursday in this men's ladder league and, you know, uh, me and Larry hit, we hit it off and Larry's a foodie. Yes, Larry is a, a big foodie. time foodie. Big time. Very passionate about it. Um, and yeah, we just we built a friendship, and I uh, I invited uh, Larry, and he was he wanted to bring a couple of his friends by my shop for cheesesteaks after tennis, and Brad was with him, uh, another friend of ours, uh, Henry, and that was it. Now here we are. Now here you are above the butcher shop. I mean, yeah, Crazy. that's. You know, thanks one to of, Brad too. I absolutely, wanna, I wanna thanks, thanks Brad. Thanks to Brad and, and, and Larry and to Larry for sure because uh, it's crazy the world that we live in. I mean, we were just talking before the podcast started. Is you know before you would be in the village or you'd be at your city or your town and you'd have a conversation and they'd be it would all be personal one on one. But right. now because of the internet, yep. these internet oh shit moments can come from anywhere and it's you don't amazing. realize how small the world is. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, I was literally looking at your Instagram feed and saw Brad <laughs> and Larry. And I'm like, holy shit, I know those fucking guys. Yeah. Those yeah. are my guys. Yeah. yeah. And there you are and here you are We're to, all connected. To, to share your story. Yep. Um, so so let's get into it. Tell, tell us uh, how, how did you start? Um, when did you start cooking? So I started cooking as as a little boy. My grandparents had a restaurant back in Philadelphia um, at a very young age. Um, you know, I, I 
I joke around, but you know, against every child labor law. Well, but back in those I, days, I mean, I'm the 45. Child, well, you're 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 a young man, 45. But I mean, my grandfather's from Bulgaria, and for him, there are no child labor laws in yeah. the village you work. Yeah, well, like that's part of the deal. It's well, not about who's when you're in family business. Absolutely, it doesn't matter. You don't need to be 16. Absolutely, you fucking work. E- even during you know school, once school, you know, you do your homework, you get right into the shop. So, but I, I yeah, I started at a very young age. Um, uh, so what? How, how old? I were was you? about ten years. Old. I mean, okay. I, you know, early on, earlier than that, you float around. But but the one when I cooked my first cheesesteak, and it it's still vivid in my mind. It was the summer of 1984. I was at the the restaurant. I was painting a fence, okay. and it was very hot. Uh, I was I finished up. There was an empty Pepsi machine in the corner in the kitchen. Um, it was on. I, I I got in it, cooling off, and my uncle Anthony looks over, sees me, comes and gets. He goes, Hey, come here. <laughs> I want to show you something. He puts a milk crate down in, in front of the, the, the grill and shows me how to make my first. And I still do the same technique. He showed, shout out to my Uncle Anthony, too. I always give him props. Yeah. You know, I've made tens of thousands and thousands and thousands of cheesesteaks. I still do it the way he taught me. Obviously, you know, the, the techniques, I'm, I'm better and stronger. But, but that was a moment there. If someone took a picture back then, Right. And now full circle. Yeah. I'm cooking cheesesteaks. All through my life, I thought, man, the restaurant business, we, we know this. It's tough. It, oh, it's brutal. Absolutely. It, That's it's, what a, it's a grinder. Yeah, it's absolutely. a grinder. Right. For sure. And I just never thought that I would end up, you know, getting in there. I want I would do something else. So was there ever a point when were you did you start working like for summers in, in the in the family business? Oh, my whole. Yeah, your my whole, whole life. Whole, I moved from the. So as as I got older, I, you know, I went from. The grill side, I, I would do, we had a saute side, but I always liked the grill side. I felt like, even though the saute side, the line is, is busy, I just, I like the, um, I like the action on the grill side, mm-hmm. the sandwiches. I love making cheesesteak. I just always, just something about it, you know? Um, it's, uh, I, I love it. I love it. I so love when you were in high school, you were still working? Working. Working for working. the family I, there, was, there was a moment where I, you know, you'd have little breaks um one of the worst jobs i ever had i worked in a uh a meat meat store it, it was but you were in this freezer and people would come in i worked at the around the chicken there was wings and thighs and i worked there for about two weeks standing in a freezer customers would come <laughs> in i want you know a dozen wings i want to and i went back to the kid like it's just something you, about the heat the and heat, the cuts the and action. The, the action like you know i didn't want to be cold i hate being cold yeah. you know and, uh, Is that why you left Philadelphia? No, actually. So what got me? So I moved out to Seattle back in 2006. I met a girl from Seattle down Wildwood, New Jersey. Okay. So that's how, you know, we corresponded. I ended up going for it. I went out. So uh, you jump off the cliff for the girl and move all the way. To I the mean, West don't Coast? we all? Don't yeah, we all? We and, you know, you chase the girl. So that that's what I, happened. I, I, I chased. Chase, the girl. I chased my wife halfway around the world to go get her I, from Bulgaria. So well, it's I, funny I how. So I'm married now. We'll get to that. That's a very unique story. But so the girl that I met back home that from I go out to Seattle anyway. Um, I get settled in. I, I get a job at Whole Foods. I'm on the production team. You know, making the food for the hot bar. Uh huh. Um, so we go we, we go out to uh, this nightclub area in Seattle. It's called Belltown. Uh, okay. it's, a, it's a section in Seattle. And it was bombed. There was, I mean, people all over the place, you know, come, coming out and, go, you know. Um, and there was these hot dog carts. And 
the lines were just ridiculous, you know? And yeah. it was just kind of mind-boggling because, you know, back home, you go you go to state, you go get cheesesteak, you know? Sure. Diners too, but... So wait, but, before we go any further, which is the place are we supposed to go? If you go to Philly, where do you okay, go? Okay, so... This is the debate, right? Well, it's not the... the tour, Pats and Geno's are tourist attractions. Okay. Now, shout out to Pats. Pats started this whole thing, and I was on a podcast last week, and I got to talk about the history... Pat started in 1930. He was a hot dog cart. Okay. He happened to have a steak sandwich with him that he for his lunch. So the 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 story goes, um, and he heated it up, and the smell, the aroma. This cab driver wanted. He didn't want the hot dog. He wanted the steak sandwich. Pat gave it to him. The cab driver comes back the following night. He doesn't want the hot dog. He wants that steak sandwich. That's 1930. Yeah. So. You got, he's a Henry Ford of cheesesteaks. Pat, Pat <laughs> Oliveri is a Henry Ford of cheesesteaks. And I happened to, I, I got to meet his grandson, David oh, Oliveri, cool. who came in to my shop. He heard about us through a regular, came in. There's pictures of us on Instagram. Oh, uh, David Oliveri, really nice guy. Shout out to David. I was kind of like geeking out a little bit. Sure. Because, you know, the no, grandson. For sure. So, I mean, if you look at the history, and then cheese. One of Pat's workers, once he had his first location, put provolone cheese on a sandwich. So then that's how cheese got on a steak sandwich. Then Gino's opens up. He's got to be different than the guy across the street from him. He puts cheese whiz. Yeah. So you got to give them their props. Now, like anything, technology, through time, things get better, right? Yeah. People absolutely. advance. They put their little twists on it. Well, that's what happened with the steak sandwich. People put their own little twist on it and it's gotten better. So there's there's places locals, we don't we don't go there again unless you're out one night and you you, you unless know unless you have you someone visiting and they want to go. They want to go. Of course yeah. you have to go. You gotta you gotta show it's like them going to a museum. But but like John's roast pork is 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 one of the best. Even though it's, it's John's roast he's got a great roast pork sandwich and a steak sandwich. You got gyms, you got campos. I mean they're even pizza joints back home. Yeah. There, there's just, there's a saturation of steak sandwiches, right? But Pat Oliveri is the guy. He's the one. So you have to, you got to, you got to give him his, his respect. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so you make it to Seattle. You see the club. You so see we all see, the, you see, you see the hot dog cart. I'm like, this is crazy. This I is said, your aha moment. Boom. You're like, I can't be at Whole Foods anymore. I got to fucking, I'm do doing it. A, I got to do it myself. I'm going to rock and roll. But the, yeah. the thing was, you know, I'm not a, uh, uh, I didn't have any money. I don't, you know, I don't have rich parents. Or, you know, I was out there doing it, you know. Chasing a girl. Chasing a girl. Doing it on my own. Um, so uh, I basically put a plan together um, and just went at it guerrilla style. You know, it's, I, was, I, was, uh, I, was, I was doing events. Um, I had catering permit. I was able to do some events. But the Why were you doing events? Well, because Seattle in those days, the the uh, the food cart laws, they only let you do hot dogs because of the nitrate. Which, listen, you can get sick off of a hot dog. You don't store it right. Absolutely, cheese, right? I mean, For it's sure. food. Food handler. My argument to them was, well, you let me do a festival. Why can't I that same day? Can't I go on First and Blanchard, which is a street in Belltown? Well, you just can't do it. That was their argument. <laughs> so, so I was at I was at a uh, I was at a gym one day and this old guy Michael who um, New York guy I'm sitting at the, I'm like Michael I just I don't know what's th this was this was a kind of a a downer moment they're not gonna let me do it I don't what am I gonna do what am I gonna do kind of like just 
So you had, you had built up your dream. You had built up your plan. You're like, I'm going to fucking do this. Right. But and then, then, and then the roadblock comes the roadblock. And I, and I'm bitching about it more yeah. or less. And this guy, Michael kicked me in the ass. He goes, you know what? Al? I'm sick of hearing you talk about it. Just go ahead and do it. You're always talking about it. Just do it. like he, he got Jump on off me. the fucking cliff. Exactly. That was it. So I said, all right, I, I got, I got a grill that I was, I was renting from this company, a little propane grill. I don't even know, maybe three feet to <laughs> maybe. Right. Um, and you were renting it. I was renting it. Holy shit. I was renting it. Wow. I would drop it day off by day. Well, so I worked Monday to Thursday at whole foods and then, uh, I had Thursday night, Friday and Saturday off all the clubbing nights all the clubbing which and then i'd have to go into work on sunday morning Absolutely. which was was like Hell. brutal <laughs> but so i go down to belltown I, I load up my van and i go down i actually had a a, a friend's sister was going to come and help me so i look at the spots where i'm going to go and there was a an army navy shop kind of off the beaten path i parked myself okay i'm gonna uh, this is where it's gonna happen i parked my van the, the, the girl that was coming to help me was running late, so I'm getting nervous. I'm pacing back and forth. I walk past, and you could see on the, the the video that Yelp did, we go to the spot. I walk past the first hot dog cart, and there's this little spot right in front of this apartment door, and there's a parking lot separating us. I said, here, this is the one that's gonna be close. The clubs are here, because yep. where I was this gonna be was down the street. Yeah, This is the ax. I go run, get my van, zip, boom. That was it. I haven't stopped since. Really? That was it. So there was no permit. No permit. Fuck the permit. No permit. It's I had my kid. So so the hot dog guys, <laughs> the look on his face, the one manager. I don't ask for permission. I ask for forgiveness. Listen, it wasn't like I was selling drugs <laughs> yeah, or doing something. What are they going to do to me? What could they possibly do well, to me? Well, they're not working at that time. So well, there's, there's no enforcement happening at that time. But, but it started to. And, oh, really? Oh. <laughs> because this is why so the look on the hot dog cart the the oh the, that, that makes the, sense. the guy yeah, comes because you hear the noise wasn't, wasn't happy with you comes walking by and just looking like what's this is because the guy that was down there i'm not gonna say his name but he was there for 10 years uh-huh real jerk too we, i run into him <laughs> i run into him later on in life and i'll tell you why he's why he was a jerk you know just a greedy sure selfish Transactional guy based not hospital he's selling based. hot dogs Absolutely. see if, if i was selling a $2 hot dog and you're selling a $3 hot dog. Now I'm being a jerk. Absolutely. I'm right next to you. 100%. In those days, my steak sandwiches were $8. Yeah. He was selling a $5 hot dog. Yeah. Different. Totally different. Barbecue, different pizza, different. I have every right to set up next to you. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. If we're the same, yeah, then there's some issues there. You know, oh, for for us, we don't even think. And, and, I, and I and I don't care either. Yeah, I have this barbecue. We sell barbecue. I'm us, the same way. So I'm the same way. I don't care. You yeah. know what I mean? I worry about me. But this guy cared. Yeah. And obviously because we were a threat, right? I mean, mm-hmm. wow. There's something I can make a hot dog at home, but what the hell is this thing? Mm-hmm. This guy. So people used to smell me from blocks away, and yeah. they'd hear the bing 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 bing. I kind of coined the. The phrase cheesesteak beats. You know, I was a drummer as a kid, so I kind of coined. Were you a drummer? As I was a kid? drummer. I really? played drums. I was you still in, play drums. Well, cheesesteak drums. Just, yeah, cheesesteak beats. So, but people would, like the Pied Piper, people would hear it and smell us. So that was it. I got started. Um, it, was, it, was, uh, it was crazy. It was, it was crazy. So then business started picking up. People, I mean, how many cheesesteaks are you talking about a night? We were doing over a hundred. So you, you personally, by myself, it was yeah. just me. Just so how are you? But how are you getting your pars? Like how did you? So I prepare? rented a commissary kitchen. Okay, I did all my my prep there. 
I had, you know, to drive. I followed all the rules that I was supposed to follow. hundred fucking cheesesteaks. That's a lot. of At a let out. We're yeah. talking like, yeah. you know, within an hour. Within yeah. an hour. When them bars. During the night, you get little stragglers. Sure. It was fun. Like to hang out. I had a radio. When did the, when does the bars close in Seattle? Two o'clock. Same as, same Two as California. Yeah. Two o'clock. Yep. So they would, the let out. So uh, anyway, that, that, that's where it, So then from there, I, I would go to job sites. I'd see where the cranes were because mm-hmm. Seattle's booming. They're sure. I would show up at these different job sites, you know, on a Thursday, on a on a Friday during the day, and then at nighttime go do the club. So I was hustling, yeah, nonstop. The hot dog guy ended up reporting me to the health department. They actually put together a team. I'm, no I'm friends with the guy now. We became friends. Chris Skilton, <laughs> shout out to Chris Skilton from uh, uh, Seattle. Uh, or King County Health Department. I love but that. But they put together a task a guy, force. You have a guy in the health department. They had, a, they had a task force. Yeah? That were coming after me. To bring you me. down? <laughs> that were coming after me. So I had the cops show this, up. This is way before the food truck movement. Way this before. Is like way before. Style. This way is guerrilla style. This yeah. is a fact. Oh, yeah. This was 2008. Yeah. You know, look back. You know, it's historical. Yeah. I'm not no, lying. Absolutely. So I'd have police showing up. These like undercovers. You know, we got reports that you don't have permits. So I had all these, they didn't know what they were looking at. Sorry, guys, if you're listening. But I would flash them, here, you know, just my my catering permit yeah. and just papers, you know. Here. Everything's right. Okay. And then the, you give them a cheesesteak. Well, then that was it. <laughs> I started feeding them. And they started, Absolutely. They started hanging. Oh, fuck, that's a good cheesesteak. <laughs> Again, technically I'm doing something illegal, but we're in the food business. Uh, we are you know? in the food. We're, it, it, we're it's in the not, stomach business. Exactly. Yeah. So. I, I never feared, you know, prosecution. No, absolutely. Or, you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not a smuggler. It's it um, was fun. It was it so it's amazing how many doors food can open up if you do it the right way. So so they were starting to close in on me though. Chris was calling goes, We're gonna take away your permits. You're not gonna be able to to operate because the thing with, with King County, they didn't want to pay the guys to come out at night. Yeah. You know, because they'd have absolutely to pay absolutely not. So that's yeah, I was o- kinda OT. like you know, catch me if you can, yeah, but I know you're not coming out one o'clock in the morning. So I'm, yeah, no, I'm not doing it, Chris. Everything's good. So finally though, the pressure was really coming on and he said, Al, we're going to take away, you won't be able to operate. And I didn't, I didn't want to go back the whole, I, I didn't have a job. I, I, you'd gone all in. I'd gone all in, you know, after a couple, how long, how long? So I set up in October and I went till April of 2009. Just slanging cheesesteaks. So I got approached though by a nightclub owner uh, in Belltown. Uh, the manager happened. So I got some, one of the, you know, you get to meet all the industry people. Absolutely. And, right? You feed well, the bouncers. The they love this. Nightclub people aren't stupid. No. Like, they're no. all about buzz. That's how you, that's how you no, have a they, they, or They'd come, hey, Al, we want six cheesesteaks, you know, when we get out. Or, you know, the bartender. It was sure. getting crazy. Yeah. The hot dog guy, how I knew I was, I was doing something right, I look over. People, I didn't sell drinks. They were going over to the hot dog carts with my sandwiches yeah. and buying drinks from him. Absolutely. So it was kind of pissing him off. But he had three he, of them. You know, could say thank you. <laughs> At least well, you weren't selling drinks. And that's the thing, you know. Um, but he had three carts. The guy was around for 10 years. Yeah. Big shot. You know, he'd come in his, his Mercedes and he's just. Mercedes selling hot dogs? He, he's, he was there a long time. Damn. Very interesting story what happened to this guy. And the, and the run-in I had with him was, was very special. I have to say. Um, well, this is barbecue war story. So you, yeah, you not, well, he opened up a barbecue down. joint that ended up Did he shut, really? that ended up shutting down. Oh, I mean, shit. It, so I get approached. Uh, the, uh, 
this guy, hey, Ted wants to see you down at, I'm not going to say the club, but this, this nightclub. It was a popular spot. I said, okay. Um, I go down and Ted, like I just seen, like, hey, you were at my cart. Yeah. This guy, Ted, was the general manager of this popular nightclub that was going to reopen. The, the original owner took the club back from this guy that defaulted on it, mm -hmm. right? He took it back. So Ted sits me down. He goes, look, I hear what's going on. So-and-so is, is on your ass, and they don't want you out there. Look, we want to bring you inside. Um, we want to give you the kitchen. And I'm, you know, what's the catch? Basically, the catch was I had to, I had to sell food. I had to put together a full menu uh -huh. on top of I could do my cheesesteaks. There was pizzas there. Mm -hmm. There was a pizza oven. I decided to do pizzas. There was a little side window. If you look at the, the Yelp video, we go yeah. to that side window there. Yeah, we'll put a, the link in the show notes. But the Yelp video is really cool. Yelp uh, did a, a five-minute feature on you, which it was is great. Badass. Oh, it was really awesome, cool. man. Yeah. They called me out of the blue, and I mean, it was I was very honored. You know, was that was that before or after the Men's Journal named you as one of the top ten cheesesteaks not in Philadelphia? I think that was after. I I, I think that was after. That's My big, little that's girl. a big national that national publication. That was I mean, huge. That's just fucking huge. That was huge, man. Yeah, like that. Men's Journal named Gus's Fried Chicken. There was a Gus's Fried Chicken outside of Memphis as like one of the top 10 destinations yeah. to go to off the beaten path. They had so much traffic at this little tiny town that they ended up opening up in downtown Memphis. And like, it's just an incredible story from one publication. You know, Absolutely. It's just one publication, one writer. Absolutely. You know, one journalist, somebody coming into your shop and saying, oh, fuck, you've got to try this. But, and the keto, to, and you you get this too, the, is the consistency. That's the thing. Oh, I, yeah. I'm on over a 10-year run on this, and yes. Sean, I can tell you right now, my sandwiches are always the same. I've had knuckleheads yeah. that have worked for me. They don't last because yeah. I don't tolerate it. You know, I... I, I I can hear, I know that they're not cooking the meat right or they're not slicing the onions right. I mean, I just, I know how that sandwich is supposed to be. Absolutely. And the only thing I ask, I don't micromanage. This is what I, how I want it. I'm going to pay well. Mm -hmm. Just make the sandwich. I leave you alone. Yeah. I don't bother you. Just make and the sandwich. Just make the sandwich how I want it to be made. Yeah. That's it. There's well, no cutting corners. I mean, it's a crap. Like, I mean, your, your menu is basic for a reason. That's it. But that's not an insult. That's actually the highest compliment you can get. 100%. The more that we can take off our menu, the happier I am. The, one, the happier my general manager is. 100%. Like, in, and, in and out has the perfect model. Well, I mean, someone said that about us. They, yeah. they said, you're the in and out of cheese. Someone said it out here that's to us. You're amazing. the in and out of cheese steaks. I love it. And, you know, it, so for a while, people, of course, and I'm sure you've, you've dealt with, they'll come in, they'll give their opinion. Oh, you need to have salads. And yeah. why aren't you selling desserts and you know you got vegetarians out there no offense to them but yeah. it's it's not what i do it's not what i want it's not my passion well you learned i mean you you probably learned from doing that full menu at the 100 percent. Right? well and that's just the because thing. you can do it doesn't mean well you my grandparents at really where i where oh, i yeah, learned in the beginning right be, because when i got into the nightclub that's what i basically said to myself i'm doing my grand i don't want to do this i got vodka rigatoni's i got chicken marcel i'm doing home <laughs> i did my grandmother's yeah. meatballs pizzas yeah, I mean, it, a full fucking kitchen. Now I'm you back have, now. You have a bigger order. There you list. go. You have more inventory. You have more quality issues that can go wrong. And the, the but the funny thing was, at the end of the night, I would do my reports. The biggest seller in the nightclub. What do you think it was? Cheesesteaks. There you go. So here I am inside this club now. Yeah. And the way that I'm gonna make my living is by selling food. That's the arrangement we have with the with the nightclub owner, me, yeah. him and I. He sells the booze. I sell the food. I pay my workers. Anyway. 
we we hit it. Like people are buzzing because I'm keeping my kitchen open till two in the morning. Yeah. All the other bars are closing at ten. Yep. Their their kitchen. Absolutely. You can come in at one thirty and get vodka rigatoni's. Yeah. Get chicken marsala. People are buzzing. So how many people did you have in your kitchen? It was me, and then I'd have uh, my window guy would come in at uh, 10.30, and my helper would come in at 10.30 because I could just afford. Yep. You oh, know? Yeah, absolutely. So I would I did that for almost two years from – I had Mondays off. I'd, I'd do it from – well, actually, Mondays I would do a lunch out my window, but Tuesday to Sunday from 9 in the morning till 4 a.m. I did it for almost two years. Wow. I was shell-shocked. Yeah. But I had it – that was that was a messy middle. With, you know, when you talk sure. about businesses and, and the starts and, you know, people that become successful, it, it's not a clear shot. Fuck no. It's never a clear shot. No. Anyone that says it is, is a liar. Absolutely. You know? There, so that nightclub for me, because the, the nightclub owners started getting shady, the, the food that was getting ordered through the club was supposed to be going to me. Yeah. He wasn't breaking me off till the end of the month. <laughs> and we know how big that is. Mm-hmm. Not having your cash flow, right? Brutal. To get your Brutal supply. In restaurants. So I did. My my manager where I lived, my apartment. He calls wait, me. You up. can't wait till the end of the fucking month. I, I had a car repossessed. Yeah. So this was the moment. So my car is being repossessed, and I called the nightclub owner. He owes me a couple thousand dollars. I said, Hey, can I get the money? Uh, my car's getting repossessed. I talk about this on the Yelp thing. He tells me that I live in the city. I don't need a car. That was his answer. Really? That was his answer. Fuck. I'm I'm working. I'm yeah. I'm actually making his club look great because of the food. Absolutely. Right? It, it, it's a hand yeah, in hand. For sure. People are coming in too, dude, because of the food. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you sell booze. Whoop de do. Yeah. I mean, anyone could do that, right? Um, you know, and then bartenders they were they were rocking and they were. Rocking. I mean, I would never get in a bar business ever, <laughs> never, no way. Um. So anyway, he um. He he did that. We did a living social deal. I ended up selling over twelve thousand uh-huh. dollars of living social parties. That yeah. was my money, right? Yeah. This this dumb fuck ends up keeping a check. Living social writes it out to him. Oh fuck. He don't. He breaks me off only when the parties come in. Seventy bucks. He kept twelve thousand dollars. Jesus. He, here here seventy. Yeah. So I had my window was my cash flow, and then I was selling little five dollar pizzas out on the street. That started picking up. I was doing 100 pizzas on a Friday and Saturday night around the city. Yeah. I had delivery guys. Who do you think shuts that down? The hot dog guy. Oh, fuck. In hot Seattle, it's called, it's called cold handling. So if, if you're standing on the corner, I can't come up to you and say, hey, would you like to buy a pizza? That's called cold handling. But if you call and say, can you bring me a pizza, then I could sell. But then now this, you know, again, he did it to me. Yeah. The hot dog guy did it to me again took away you know so income that you actually were working it's a pizza you're selling hot dogs generating it it goes back to you're selling something that people really don't want dude you know change your idea be original so anyway um i started looking around because i'm I'm going under i'm like that's it i'm I'm thinking i gotta go back to i gotta go back to a kitchen 30 days to get fucking paid i don't want to go back to a kitchen i I, i'm i'm swimming in the deep end here i don't want to go back to that so luckily i find an old cheesesteak shop um the guys that had it they moved to a bigger location this place had a hood it had a grill how many square feet it was i want to say a thousand square feet Okay. Um, decent size. Decent size in between two nightclubs is in Pioneer Square. That's a Perfect. historical neighborhood. Like quick, quick service. Come in, order. In, no, were there any tables? 
There was table. Oh yeah, I had tables. I had outside. But you didn't have servers. No servers. Yeah. No servers. But it. The, Why not? The, well, because <laughs> they're expensive. <clears throat> you know. It's but the thing. It was set up. The hood set. You know how expensive. Oh fuck yeah! I had nothing. Absolutely. I had the clothes yeah. on my back. I'm getting ready to get thrown out of my apartment. Yeah. My my landlord was very nice to me. Uh, shout out to Joe. He was very nice to me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I find this location, and. <clears throat> Uh, luckily, the guy that was um, advertising it knew me. He's been to my window, and he, he awesome. talks to his boss. He says, Al, you got it. You're perfect. I just had to come up with the, the rent money. Perfect. That was it. I told that dude to go fuck himself. I yep. walked out on a Friday night and just left. Well, where, where is he going, Al? What's going on? Just left. Yeah. That was it. I had someone go back at my sign and all that, and I haven't looked back. I've been on my own ever since, and, so awesome. and it was great. But that was a messy middle that well, nightclub sure. the streetcar was fun the, the the cat and mouse the catch me if you can yeah was fun but then being inside and like okay this is my livelihood this is how yeah it's not like i was well, sitting I've gone at home all in I've i'm already, all in yeah, i've already gone all in i'm this not is, home I'm, i gotta i gotta make my dream work 100 percent. you know it'd be different if i was home playing video games yeah, yeah i'll get to work maybe tomorrow i'll yeah. open up maybe tomorrow i was there every day working well, like you, a dog you knew it because you knew the grind you knew that if you weren't doing the work, no one else is going to. Well, and that was the thing. No I, one I, else is going to promote no. you. No one else is going to sell no. your sandwiches. No one else is going to go pick out the quality bread. No one else is going to go pick out what the meat, the onions, no, all the things that nothing. you need to run your business. No one's going to do that but no. you. No, and he and he didn't care. And I think he underestimated obviously the um, the desire, the passion, um, you know, that I had. Um, so anyway, shout out to him. Uh, he knows who he is. He, uh, if I can just real quick, he. Uh, Eventually got divorced. He lost four restaurants. He lost a golf course that he had. Broke I mean, bust. Broke busted. Yeah. His general manager, who was a jerk, shout out to him. I won't say his name, is now working in a factory. Yeah. He used to come by and say, I'm going to buy this place and I'm going to get rid of you. Well, who, who does that? You know, like, seriously. I like, mean, there, hey, here's the other thing. Fucked up people to the listeners, done, to sure. the people that want to get into business for themselves. Haters motivate. Write that one down. I get goosebumps, but haters motivate. Take their negative energy and just run with it. Because there's nothing that, you know, there's a reason why they're hating because they're miserable, number one. Yep. Right? They got no meaning. There, there's not, they, you know, so those nightclub days were absolutely 100% my, my getting beat up, beat down days. Yeah. But the one thing that, kept me going the fire was that dream and desire of, of, of hitting my goal and i was gonna hit it i knew eventually i was gonna hit it did i have questions like i'm gonna go work in a kitchen i you know yeah, yes self-doubt of course self-doubt, of course anxiety, depression, like all of it you're like am i in the right business like am i gonna fucking fail like you know, I, I grew up and I, I thought this was what Go ahead. I, I thought the goosebumps, like I thought I had my aha moment. What the fuck is going on? Why aren't things going right for me? But yep. then you have friends like your buddy at the gym that says, what the fuck are you doing? Kick me in the ass. Michael, the I love doing? him. Seriously, yeah. man. Michael, uh, his son, it's funny. His son used to come in years later. He come into my uh, Georgetown location. I'd always, always thank him. He's a big reason. You know, that's the other thing. You get you want to be surrounded with good people, positive there's people, positive people. There's ones that they they act like they're your friends. Yeah, I uh, don't. What do you don't want? We would have there would be like rain and 
snowstorm like during the streetcar days. That and, happens in Seattle. Oh, well, we know that. <laughs> but the one, what do you want to be out there for? It's rain. I used to set up out in the rain. Yeah, I, that was my spot. So like, I, I, that's why I would tell. This is my spot now. I can't leave. Yeah, this is it. If I'm not there on a Friday night, someone else is going to take my spot. Absolutely. I don't care if I sell one sandwich or none. What I, I'm sure. going to be there that night. But you've all, you also, the more that you do that, the more you get repeat customers. Definitely that expect to see you on definitely. Friday night. And like, that's the side of hospitality. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It's like once you have that connection yep. where somebody cares about yep. you. Not just because of the cheese stick, because of who you are, and definitely you, you care about who they are. Definitely, like that—that's incredible. Absolutely, it's and that, incredible. That, and that's the other thing for the listeners that that are starting out in business. You you cannot think about the money. You just you can't. The reward. I'm I'm a firm believer. If if you work hard and you stay true and passionate about what you do, the reward will catch up to that. Yes, it will. We obviously need money to live and survive. Of course, I got a wife, a little girl. Shout out to my wife, Jen. Uh, my little girl, Isabella. <clears throat> I actually met how, my how wife. How old is Isabella? So Izzy, we call her Izzy. Well, we call her Biddy because she's so Biddy. tiny. <laughs> but she's three and a half. She's okay. a toddler. She's three and a half going on 13. She's awesome. driving us nuts. She's going, going on 13. Going on 13 with the attitude already. You know? <laughs> no way. She's not asking for the keys of the car yet. I have a little girl on the way, yet. so you're, you're starting to scare me. Man, let, listen, so, listen it's this, is it your first one? Uh, no, I, we have, I have a boy. So okay. Colleen's 19 months. And the, then, uh, the, little the little girl? girl's coming. The sweetest. Listen, I. so she's getting her pictures taken today. I was picking out the clothes. Like, yeah. You know, these this floral shirt and your wife lets you pick out the clothes? of course That's i mean impressive. We, but i'm telling you man it softens you up there's this yeah it's the sweetest man it's just a daddy's little girl you're gonna find out so why why would you be running your shop in seattle a success you finally got it you finally got your store and you go i'm going to san diego well, like who opens their second location in a, another state? Well, we had two shops. So we had so two, two shops. Two shops. But my second shop, I was in the heart of downtown. I was there four years. Amazon comes along uh-huh. and buys the world. Yeah. And kicks us out. Them. Right. They kicked <laughs> us out, which we had a year notice. It was it was a shitty thing, man. We had a great business there. We, yeah. During the Super Bowl parade, we were right there. We saw the oh, truck. Rad. Oh, it was crazy. That was mayhem yeah. that day. We Amazing. did. Over 800 sandwiches that day. Oh it was my nuts. God, oh, nuts. it was bonkers. But we had a great business there. We were there four years. They come along, and that was it. They knocked the building down. Uh-huh. They kicked all the retailers out, you know? So it was just one of those things. So that kind of, we were looking for another, lo- we're, uh, we're always looking for locations. We're, we're looking for them now. And, but we obviously wanted to get a second one back up again, right? Yeah. So we were looking, looking. Um, I had an aunt that lived in San Diego. My grandmother's sister moved out here before I was born. Then I come along, and it's always a topic of discussion, how beautiful, and my grandmother (laughs) would come out to visit. San Diego are a pain in the ass, aren't they? Well, my grandmother (laughs) would come out to visit. how great our weather is. Oh, I mean. We're very spoiled. We're very spoiled. Very fortunate. Without a doubt. But, I mean, that's the best part about it is we're, we're full with people from all over the world. I mean, my grandfather came from Bulgaria. He made it all the way to Los Angeles and came down to San Diego and was like, oh, my God. I mean, this place, is, this exists? We don't want we don't want too many people to know, though. That's, yeah, know. That, we, a lot of people I, are know. There know. are a lot more people know. know about it, that's for sure. But it was always, I, I mean, I had a Padres pennant in my bedroom as a little kid. No I had Dr. Really? J posters and all this <laughs> Philly stuff. And, you know, so... Yeah. But it was always was a dream. We won, but that's it, besides the point. It was always a dream. So me and my wife, we got talking about it. We came out here a few times for vacation just to check it out. Um, 
we made the move. So I actually drove down first. And again, I had those nervous butterflies, you know, just yeah. confident in what you do, but the nerves, you know, it's like I'm going in. You knew that you were going to open up a store. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Like we're moving for my family, but we're also moving for the business. Well, for the business. Because I know that there will be an opportunity Absolutely. to do what I love in San Diego. Absolutely. Even when I. And when I'm I, confident in my operations. 100%. I can leave the state. Like leaving the state, I mean, that gives me anxiety. It's, it's it. I was a nervous wreck driving <laughs> down. I was a nervous wreck. Confident, you just said it all. Confident, yeah. But in Seattle, look, it's a no-brainer. I'm I'm established up there. Yeah. You know, we open one up. It it's gonna be. This was uncharted territory. How many people do you have up, working up in Seattle? So we got uh, four four. Uh, no, excuse me, three. I got a manager yeah. and you know cook and uh, a, a prep awesome. person. We're open Monday to Saturday. Uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Awesome, I love those. So hours. right, right next nice to hours. Boeing, yeah, it's great. You know, we're in a blue collar neighborhood. Yep. Um, you know, 250 square feet. Oh, right. Um, Boeing. So one department, Boeing, two weeks ago, they ordered 270 sandwiches, just one order, huh. and they're gonna up it to 500 every month. Boeing's a good client. <clears throat> but the consistency, that's it. At those, all those 270 sandwiches were identical. I love it. They came back. They got a hold of my manager. We're going to up it to 500. Can you do it? The thing I love about my manager, Evan, shout out to Evan. He's a gamer, man. Yeah. He said, make it a thousand. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> but that's, that's, that's who you want though. They're the people yes. that you want around you that believe in it. You know what 100%. I mean? That believe in it. 100%. So you get down here. How do you find, a, how do you decide where's your location? We just, we looked around, um, did, like you I said, have, we, did you have a broker helping you? We did have a broker. Um, Josh, I like to say uh, hello to Josh too. Um, we had a broker. We were actually closing in on the um, the waterfront. There's a kiosk, that, mm -hmm. that new brick area. Yep. Um, There's a little kiosk there. It's still empty. I think it was a blessing we didn't get it. Yeah. Um, we, when we asked... The one the, overlooking the Coronado Bridge next to the convention center? Uh, no, um, there's a there's a taco shop where the 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 star what is it the India the ship star of India so it's like right if you go Close. walk in what is that south yeah where the, the new Carnita snack shack is yep we're right across the street yeah. there's a little uh, little kiosk there okay. um, so the broker we hooked up with saw it the brokers on the other side the first thing we noticed and actually my wife noticed. Um, I don't know if I, I met. So I met my wife in my shop in Seattle. She was a customer. Really? Okay. She came walking in. No way. That was it. I was so cooking on the grill. grill Seattle, but we broke up. Love, you fell in love. Fell with in the love girl because she loved your cheese. Sticks. My wife, my wife, Jennifer, <laughs> who she she's listen. She's a reason for it, though, the success. I mean, when I got with her, you know, she you got to pay tag. You know, you got to not that you, there's things you need to do. Al, yeah. we're running a business. You know, you got to sure. keep these books and you know, you owe this and that. She she tightened things up and. But she was a customer, and we built a friendship and <clears throat> married does with the kid. Does she play tennis? She does. Yeah. We actually, we, we went right, out last doubles. week. There you go. She's getting there. She's getting yeah. back at it. You know, look, she's a full-time mom. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. The, props to her for that. Big time. Big you time know? props for that. Um, She does all the poopy diapers, and, <laughs> you know, she, she's a great girl, man. So I got lucky. We've been together, I don't know, eight years now. <clears throat> but so we when we came out here for vacation, um. You know, we hooked up with this this realtor. We and uh, he found this spot. He gave us a call, so we hop on a plane. We come back down, but before we came down, we asked the realtor on the other side about the uh, 
you know, the space and if there was any non-competes, there was a deli across the way. She told us, oh, there's no non-competes. Anyway, there was. So we lost out on that one, but it was a blessing. Yeah. And then we found the one in PB and here we are. So where are you located in PB? So we're at uh, 1146 Garnett Ave. Um, I think we're like six blocks, seven blocks from the beach. Yep. Uh, it's It's been great. We, we're Next month is a year. What are we in? March? Yeah, April. <laughs> April 23rd will be a year. No way. Already. Yeah. One year in April one, 23rd. One year. April 20th. A- April our, 23rd. April 20th is our anniversary. So we're going to be 11 years on April 20th. That's amazing, man. Congratulations Listen, to you. Congratulations to you. Oh, thank you. 11 years. Yeah, it's like they're like dog years. So we're like 70. <laughs> right. I think we've been 70, 70 out here in Spring Valley. <laughs> it's, am- it's amazing, man. I mean, you get to that point, dude. There's no turning back. I well, mean, yeah. I mean, we've just like you said, we've learned a lot and we continue to learn and, um, I mean, that's one of the things we love about doing this podcast is we get to share stories like yours with people, listeners all over the world, you know, people that they have a dream, whether it's in restaurants, whether it's in a bar, whether it's in barbecue, catering, whatever it might be, um, you know, something they hear on the podcast might inspire them to get the fuck off their ass. Just do it, Stop man. Stop listening to the naysayers, to the people that tell them that the Definitely. earth is flat. If you have a dream, you know, you have to go after it. Yeah, it could What's be- the worst that can happen? You fail? Yeah, At but least you fucking tried. But you're gonna. Fa- I failed. Yeah, I, you'll I failed. continue to fail. You're going, but the the. I don't look at them as failures though. There's the, there's less. It's a lessons lessons learned yep. along the way because I wouldn't want to be in the tech business. It's not. It's something I don't. There's no passion. Yeah. I, I could say from my experience, what kept me going through all those, you want to call them failures, obstacles, is that passion. This is. I love making cheesesteaks. I love cooking. Yes. I love being in hot kitchens, okay? So I'm going to continue to do this. Once you get a taste, too, of seeing uh, you know, the, the, the people enjoying your food and, and talking about your food, and I put a, a review on Yelp, and yeah. that right there, that, that's a reward. That is, that, that's what pumps you up, right? It, for, sure. for me. For sure. You know, and I'm sure it's oh, done absolutely. it for you. I mean, it's it, all those failures to watch families come into the restaurant that they're bringing their kids in to the restaurant because their father or their mother or their grandparents yes. used to bring them in. Yes. And they remember that. And like that becomes the general that no amount of money means anything. Nope. It's like that you've created you've become part of their family. You invited them into your home and then your home is now part of their they're, they're talking about your barbecue. Absolutely. I, I I remember seeing mothers coming in that were pregnant, right? Yeah. Getting a ch- and then, you know, months later they come in with the baby. Yep. And, and now, you know, e- years they're they're it's they're amazing. growing up and they're yeah. eating your cheesesteak. It is. It's amazing. It it really, really is. But but it says, you know, about the passion again, I keep but passion to the listeners that you gotta let that really uh, ingrain in your in your mindset. You know, it, it has to be a part of it. Don't do something just to do it. Sure. I, I need money. Again, we all need money, of course. But for my situation, I was broke busted. I was getting a car taken away. I didn't jump off though. Yeah. I stuck with it. I scrambled. What am I gonna do? I'm not gonna let this guy defeat me. It's not gonna happen. What what am I gonna do about it? The guy, Michael, I don't want to hear it. Just go do it, Al. That guy, I tell you, truthfully, is always in my head. Yeah. Whenever those, even now, there, there, there's moments, you know what I mean? Well, there's people there's people in your lives that are, you know, they become friends. They become more than friends. They become mentors. They don't know. But it's, you never know what you're going to say or somebody's going to say something to you that you'll remember for the rest of your Who's life. Who's going to come walking into your, into your life? And, and, I, and I mentioned my wife, Jennifer. I'm, I'm just so thankful and grateful that, had I not set up on that street cart, okay, 
my life would be so different right now. The best things in my life are my wife and my little girl. Yeah. You know, I'm, I get a little, but it is. It's because of that cheesesteak. Had I let that guy, the street cart was fun. Yeah. That was, that was a catch me if you can. I wasn't stopping. The nightclub. <laughs> well, Leo DiCaprio. Be, because steaks. I still, I, I, well, and it, because I still had, I was working at Whole Foods for a little yeah. bit, you know, and I was able oh, to yeah, control absolutely. my money, right? For sure. But when I got into a nightclub, yeah. that guy was controlling my money. He, he was suffocating me. Yeah. Had I walked away. You couldn't do what you wanted to do. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Had I walked away, I would not have the two, you know. Best things in your best life. Best things in my life. The absolute best things in my life. Yep. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said in my Yelp thing at the end, this is my motivation now. Yeah. And I showed a picture of my wife and my little girl who was just born, you know, when we did, she was a mm-hmm. couple months old. Amazing. But that's it. So at this point, after what I've been through to fire, it may be cliche, but. Everything else is easy now. Dealing with, you know, knucklehead employees or, you know, sure. you get, you know, haters. Whatever. It's, it's all good now. Yeah. It's all good now. Yeah. Here I am. I'm talking to you. Absolutely. Look, I met you. How long ago? You, yeah, you met, came in. A couple couple months ago. Couldn't have been. And here we are. You invited me are. on your on Absolutely. your show. I mean, it's awesome, man. It's we so got cool. a friendship. We have friendship forever. Now. And, and, and the thing is, Absolutely. too, so with food, it always brings people together. Always. It might sound corny, but you know, it, the way the world is, if people sat down at a table and just ate, you know what I mean? Sit around and just talk and debate, things might be handled better. And like, that's the best thing about food is that there's so many opportunities for it. You know, like slow food, which you do, we do barbecue, or if you're doing cheesesteaks, no matter what you're doing, where you're doing it, events, nightclubs. I mean, think about all the different times that you spend with friends and family and the times that we cherish. Typically, it's over food and drink, right? Of course. Of course. Typically. We're talking about food now, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's what brought us all together. Larry, oh, Larry Brad. Larry. It, well, we're going to play tennis now. You, me, and Larry. We it's have to. Listen, we have to, man. We ha- so I'm a member over at uh, Balboa Tennis Club. I mean, okay. you probably know Larry plays I grew there. Up playing, I grew up playing there, yeah. It, it's great. you know, And the bunch of you know the guys that you meet there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just been great. That's sports, food, it, drinks everything so how it goes down it, it's wonderful man so I love you it. uh you guys are doing a charity event for national cheesesteak day that's right so how that became about um i got called out by a competitor i'm not going to say who but there was some debate on online and i never get caught up in in any of that stuff <laughs> i never do but when i i checked my social media there was so-and-so mentioned you and i go on and there's this debate going on this guy claims he's got the best cheesesteaks in san diego and that's cool yeah but then someone says, well, what about Colosi's? And then he says, well, let's have a taste off and, and we'll, 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 we'll see. And bup, 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 bup. So the first person I ask, of course, is my wife because she's my meter. <laughs> so I, Jen, do I answer back? How do I answer? How do I answer back? What do I do? Because, I again, I've gone through this where people try to call me and I just ignore it. She said, yeah, go ahead. Answer yeah. them back. So I answer them back. I put in uh, this really this cool clap back yeah. on my uh, Instagram with this great, great picture of our cheesesteak. Yeah. And I mentioned him challenge us. And I said, we accept. And there's this beautiful picture of my sandwich and all its glory. So it starts, you know, going. So I end up hooking up with um, Edwin real, who uh, is the admin for eating and drinking San Diego. Absolutely. I like to give a shout out to Edwin. Yeah, Edwin does great work. Yeah, he's, Edwin's he's a man. A bunch of the barbecue uh, pitmasters. Oh yeah, on the show no, he altogether. yeah, he's a man. Andy's place. Uh, Henry Wade, shout out to Henry Wade. He does San Diegoville. Yep. So I, I reach out to these guys and I have this idea. 
Well, you, I mean, it's important for listeners to know is like, you have to understand that we live in an information age. And if someone's talking about your business or someone's talking about your brand, whether it's positive or negative, if you're not proactive in responding to both, yep. you won't ever put yourself in an opportunity that could be beneficial for a charity, you know, which is what you're doing. Absolutely. And that, you, that that's a good point too. I, I, there's some friends that are in the industry too and are always they're trying to drum up more business and but i i look at them and i we we talk they're they're not proactive yes. they, they think it's going to come to that like the no. old days where you put an ad in the paper no. you put a banner up what you have here in your pocket this phone right i mean this that's is this is it yeah. and it's free though that's yeah. facebook instagram facebook, instagram yelp google yelp, it's free again i met you Twitter, all of you them. came in but we met because yeah, it is because you of looked at yelp, because absolutely. it is looked at it's looked free at yelp and we came came to your store and now we're sitting here podcast with a lot of people too i think they don't have the courage they, you know they could be introvert you know to put things out if you look at my instagram sure. i have fun i put up quirky stuff my t-shirt the michael jordan the cheese steaks <laughs> but i tell you i got the I love that. It, tiger woods was playing in a tennis in a tennis or tennis in a golf tournament and one of the commentators I said read that that's fantastic one of the comments, com I'm going to definitely give you one. One of the commentators said, Tiger Woods is a Michael Jordan of golf. Yeah. You always hear that. He's oh, the yeah. Michael Jordan. Sure. I said, I'm putting on a t-shirt. That's rad. These, I got people in Brussels, Germany, Italy, rad. through social media yep. that I'm sending these shirts out Amazing. to. Ireland. Yep. I have a lot of friends in Ireland. Um, so what, what I'm getting at, people just, for the listeners out there, the business owners, the ones that, that are scared to, to take that first step with social media, take it have fun with it absolutely. be be yourself absolutely outside the box thinkers are going to rule the world that's how i feel steve jobs is, is yeah. one of my mentors you know i just i, I like the way he conducted himself for you sure. know the, his marketing for sure people may not agreed with you know maybe how he was in-house but you look at those guys the richard richard branson's mm -hmm. the steve jobs you know these are they just they took a chance and they all had messy middles. Yeah. Jobs got kicked out of his company. He got thrown out of the company <laughs> that he started. I know, they threw him out. Yeah. But look what happened. The tides turned. Yep. He went back. The rest is history. Yep. Let's go back to this. Well, the yeah, phone. I mean, absolutely. What you said is people, it's so easy to become self-conscious about what you're going to put on Instagram or what you're going to tweet or what you're going to put on Facebook. Yep. It's like ultimately... You have you are who you are. Definitely embrace that. Definitely and don't expect it to be perfect. Like you're not fucking yep. Picasso. You're not yep. Michelangelo. Nope. Don't worry about Some it. Some people are going to laugh. Who you are. Just do it. I mean, we my my general manager. He sent me a, a video yesterday of him and my other manager, Victor. They're both in the keg room doing inventory, and they make some stupid rap song about you know them doing inventory right but we put it on instagram like fuck it why it's, not it's like that's fun. what instagram's for who cares like who cares who cares and all of our staff they love it because they see our general manager in a way that he never acts like that like he acts like that behind closed doors because that's who he is but were people but like, talking about it absolutely there you th that's, that's all that matters that's it right now of course there's there's definitely um you know for me i don't i don't cross boundaries and you know what i mean like what you know all well, yeah all based sure. up of course never just be yourself. Have sure. fun. Um, promote your product. And however you think. You want to do a rap? You want to, you know, wear a silly hat? Whatever it is. You want to stand on your head. Do do what do whatever do, you feel right. Right. And that's yeah. I th 
with, with my staff up in Seattle, you know, there's just, obviously there, there, there's, there's guidelines and rules that, you know, you don't cross, sure. but have fun doing it, you know? Absolutely. So, so March 24th, National so Cheese Steak Day. National Cheese Steak Day. Where, where, where is the competition taking place? So the place? competition is going to be at, uh, at Revel Revel okay. um, in Gaslamp. Um, we're going to be cooking for um, uh, the Special Olympics San Diego region. Okay. So, so the, the way that the rules are, so when, when I got with Edwin and, and How Henry, many cheesesteak places, two? No, no, no. So there's going to, I think right now, there's... There's us, of course. There's Gaglione's, who I got to meet. Joe Gaglione, yeah. really nice guy. Yeah, I did a pod. Things. Really, really, really nice guy. Really Me and him. Things from Ernie Hahn. Yeah, we, we we did a podcast. I think it was last week with uh, Jack Monaco. Shout out to Jack and uh, Michael Garner. I think I'm pronouncing Michael's yeah. last name. Uh, <clears throat> but but yeah, Joe's a great guy. So Joe's uh, getting involved. Um, I'm gonna probably Georgina's or Georgino's. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, What's the other place? Uh, something, something bar. Uh, I'm gonna. I can't think of. Uh, she just took on some partners. Small bar. Small bar. Yep. I believe small bars involved. And so the the person who's who who started the who called me out declined. He's not. He's not gonna take part. <laughs> oh, oh, and, and come and, on, and Henry, get fucking serious, dead serious. And Henry, again, I'm not gonna talk shit. It's not even talking shit. Here, here's the thing with this this person. I I felt I just feel like he's he's an internet bully. He's a bully. Yeah. That well, good for you for stepping. That got up. punched in the mouth and good then didn't want to didn't want to fight. So absolutely took his neck because it was I, I feel it was gonna be a a, a a chess beating contest. Sure. When I got with Henry and Edwin. I said, let's make it a charity event. So what's going to happen? The winner, it's a win-win, truthfully. Yeah. If you win, I win. It's whatever. the best. Someone's charity is getting money. So at the end of the day, we're going to get people to come to this event. They're going to buy a ticket. Everyone's going to sample all the cheesesteaks. Yep. There's going to be prizes. Um, I think they're going to they're going to do. And um, there's going to be a public vote. And then we're going to have a panel. Cool. So the winner of the event, you win. Yeah. You're playing for whatever charity. You're gonna take that money and you're gonna go give it to That's your charity. Right. That's, awesome. That's it. And the exposure for the event. We want to make this an annual thing. So we took something that could have been nasty, which yep. I never buy into and I never will. We're making it into something very, very good. And I, I'm excited. Well, we I'm that. I'm very excited. And you know, it's gonna be a fun competition, but. Yeah, I, I, I want to win for my charity, just like Joe's going to want to win for his. 100%. You'd want to win for yours. But at the end of the day, someone's going to be very lucky and, um, you know, give their, their charity a nice check. Very cool. So uh, for the one-year anniversary, you're going to do something cool? You're going to let us know about yeah, it so we can Yeah, tell, we'll tell definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely. Right. I'm, I, I usually do a lot of my thinking in the shower. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing, man. I, I swear it's the weirdest thing. And my wife, <laughs> God love her, <laughs> I'll come popping out. Still yeah, wet with a tell. Hey, I got this idea. I want to do it in slow motion, and I want to do this, and I want to do that. And she'll just look. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> but well, but we'll, but she's uh, great. She's great. Once we find out what the one year anniversary is, we'll put that um, on our social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, so people uh, we can do a behind the smoke meetup. Um, go grab some cheese steaks down in PB. That would be rad. Yeah. Um, Al, thank you very much. Uh, we do have a social shout out this week. Um, it's going to Ivan Morin at Ivan Morin 11. Uh, Ivan's been listening to the podcast. He stopped by Cali on Sunday. Um, he 
sent us a tweet. He just set up a Twitter account, which if you listen to the podcast for long enough, you know that uh, I'm huge on Twitter. Um, he set up an account. I told him to ask for a manager. We hooked him up with a hat. And now he's tweeting all kinds of cool videos about barbecue, drinking beer, and flying planes. So shout out to Ivan Morin. He's a social shout out winner. We're going to give him a, one of these behind the smoke mugs. We're getting close to 100 episodes. Um, wow. 100 episodes behind the smoke. So thank you, Brian. Thank you, Corey. Um, thank you, our team. Once again, uh, Beto. You're in our hearts. Uh, Derek will be back for the next episode next week. And um, we appreciate your time, Al. We're going to go get some cheesesteaks and keep this party going, my man. Well, listen, I want to thank you guys, too, um, for having me. Very honored. So it's a lot of fun. Um, Definitely want to have you in lunch on me yeah if you uh if you if you listen to the podcast be sure to stop stop in um in pacific beach and let them know you heard them on behind the smoke and um say what's up 